Wipe Your Lens podcast aims to inspire and empower working moms, helping them find fulfillment and purpose and confidence through their photography side hustle. Whether you're just starting out or seeking guidance to take your existing photography business to the next level, this podcast will be your trusted companion, providing guidance and encouragement every step of the way. So get ready to unleash your creativity, embark on entrepreneurship while capturing beautiful moments with the blessings of strong faith, family, motherhood, and business ownership. So go charge those camera batteries, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and your pen and paper, and let's get started. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Wipe Your Lens Podcast. This is your host, Kim Stewart, and it is, well, I'm pretty much wrapping up my birthday weekend. Um, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook on my personal page, which is Kim D. Stew on Instagram and Kim Davis Stewart on Facebook, but you are more than welcome to follow me on there as well. But I've been kind of showing what my birthday weekend has been all about. First of all, on Thursday, Thursday was my birthday, actually, and I actually went to work. I usually do not work on my birthday, but I took Friday off instead so I could have a nice long weekend. So Thursday, I went to work and my coworkers are awesome. They had cake and food for me and we kind of just enjoyed the whole day because it was my birthday and we all were just celebrating and my husband sent me some beautiful flowers. So we we're taking like a flower photo shoot and everything. <laughs> during work and then after work uh me and some select co-workers my two good but co-workers that I'm really fond of we went out for a couple of drinks and then I had a football game that my daughter was in the marching band for that I went to it was just a nice really nice birthday and the kids in the marching band sang happy birthday to me twice actually it was so sweet they're so sweet love those guys so much and then Friday my husband and I were off so we went out on a nice little morning walk and then we went to lunch together then later on that evening we had dinner we went to the mall and did a little shopping so we just had a really really nice weekend and that was Friday. Then Saturday, I had a photo shoot, a quick little photo shoot that I was doing for my sorority for our male fashion show that we're having coming up. And what else did we do? Then my husband and I, because you know what? I told my kids, I'm not cooking all weekend because it's my birthday weekend and you guys are going to have to fend for yourself. They have jobs, they can drive, they were fine with it anyway. So, but it is Sunday and you know that I like to cook for the week and we tried out the whole having a schedule for the kids to cook and my husband to cook and it hasn't really worked out with my kids having all these extracurricular activities after school with marching band and basketball and them having to do homework and working in school that didn't even last I would say a week of them having a schedule and being able to cook and everything and my husband he's more of a a breakfast cooking and grilling type of guy so he hasn't really been able to cook except for breakfast and we haven't really had anything on the grill lately so I have been doing the cooking and lately what I've been doing is on a Sunday night I'll cook two meals for the week two big meals for the week and hopefully that'll stretch us at least till Thursday and then I could kind of wing it after that so today tonight what I'll be cooking because I'm actually taping this on Sunday and what I'll be cooking is a big pot of chili and some what is it Thai chicken red curry Thai food 
So I'm gonna make a big old pot of rice and let that last us until hopefully on Thursday. So anyway, today's episode, we are on episode 17, how to think creatively and outside of the box for your photography sessions. All right, so tip one, get to know your clients. Now I have to say, because this, the photo session that I had on yesterday was like for the mail review. It wasn't really my clients. I was just doing this to um, get some shots of these guys. I didn't really know my clients, but the information that I was given, I was able to cater to their needs and props and things like that that I needed to do. So it was really good. But on a regular basis, of course, you want to get to know your clients, make sure that you get them their questionnaire and read it over. Take time to understand your clients' personalities, their interests, their preferences, um, what they like and don't like so that you can tailor their creative needs to whatever it is that they like and don't like. Okay. Two, brainstorm unique locations. Of course, you should already have some locations in mind that you can be creative with, that you can do a lot of different things with. Yesterday, I'm the one that picked out the location for the photo shoot because I knew that location well and they even said wow you just know exactly where to go yes because I know this location well I've um, taken photo shoots there before so I know exactly which areas I wanted and what would look good for them and so on and so forth so brainstorm unique locations I always ask my clients do you have a favorite location in mind that you want to go to and if it's somewhere that I haven't been I'll make sure that I go there ahead of time, maybe a week beforehand or even a day beforehand to just look at the scenery and see the areas in which I want to shoot at. All right, number three, incorporate props and accessories. So for the photo shoot that I had on yesterday, I knew that each um, subject had a theme. So I knew what those themes were. So I even brought my own props, you know what I mean? And not everything was props. Like one was kind of like a barbecue scene and I brought my husband's barbecue stuff <laughs> honestly I brought his stuff in a picnic basket that I do have for a prop and someone else was a tax preparer so I brought my laptop you know what I mean so um and it's an actual laptop that I have for props it's an old macbook that I use for um a lot of my branding sessions so it actually really worked out having those props and accessories because a lot of people don't know what to do with their hands they feel most comfortable if they're holding something or doing something that feels a little bit more natural like holding a book holding a laptop, holding something in their hands so they can work with it the way they would in a natural setting anyway. All right. Four, embrace unconventional poses and composition. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with different fraternities or sororities because this is actually for my sorority, this branding shoot that we had on yesterday. So one of our fraternity brothers were there and he can do all these like backflips and things like that. So to me, that was an unconventional pose or composition that he was able to do. When I met him, actually, it was 20 years ago when my husband and I moved here, he can do all types of acrobatics and things like that. So I asked him if he still could do that. And we even incorporated that into our photo shoot with him. So, but another way, of course, all of your clients are not gonna be able to do backflips and things, but un unconventional poses and composition. After you get to know your clients and whether or not what their likes and dislikes are, what they like to do as hobbies, um, you know, someone could be a gymnast or an old gymnast or um, a dancer or something like that. You could always incorporate things like that, things that they like to do into your photo session and that will make it very special and close to their heart. Number five, explore different perspectives and angles. 
luckily on the camera that I have and actually when you're taking photos with your phone you can see the back it has a display my display on my Nikon actually comes out so I could tilt it up and down so if I have my camera way above my head and I can't even see the display I could pull it out a little bit and tilt it down so I can see it so if I have and I had to do this with the fellows on yesterday as well. I had to actually look in the display. I had to hold my camera pretty high um, for some shots just so I can see the display and get a good angle on these guys. Because like I said before, you want to be a little bit above eye level anyway for a shot, for a regular shot. And I can't accomplish that all the time because I am short. So doing that will just give me different angles. I love looking down on portraits of women that have their lashes and eye makeup all beautiful and they're looking down. It just looks so nice. I love it so much. I love it so much. So and other angles are shooting down. So when you're down on the ground or shooting up, excuse me, shooting up. If you're down on the ground shooting up and your client is looking down, that's going to, of course, give them a double chin. You don't want that. So if you are shooting that way, have them look up, have them have their neck straight, have them look a different direction, basically. All right. So number six, play with lighting and shadows. So you could do this a lot of a lot of ways because you know what the right way to do it. You don't want too many shadows that look bad or look spotty or things like that, but you could play around with it because you know what looks right and what doesn't. You could play around with it and make a shadow across the middle of somebody's face, or you could just make them look like, I mean, so many ways you could um, play around with lighting and shadows. I love more black and white when I'm playing around with shadows. I love the black and white images rather than having a color image, just so you know. All right, seven, encourage spontaneity and playfulness. After creating the relaxed atmosphere, I like it to become a little bit more playful because I always tell my clients because, you know, some people feel a little bit uh, anxious about photos at first. How do I look and things like that. I love to show my clients the back of the camera after the first few shots just to show them, hey, you look, you're looking great. You're doing great. This is how we're going. And then they feel a little bit more relaxed. I think I've said that before, but I do the first few um, shots that are nice and relaxed. Then I get a little playful, like, you know, I give them a couple different poses to go ahead and try. And then I'll say, or whatever feels comfortable to you. Then they get more playful, more relaxed and more um, calm, I guess I could say. And I always, always get those candid shots in between. Never put your camera down when you are switching poses or asking your client to do something different always get those in-between shots. I think those are the best shots of them looking away, them waiting on someone to come into the photo, or for example, the um, male photo uh, or the male client that I was um, photographing, he was the tax preparer. He had glasses on and he wanted to put them up. So I got a great picture of him looking in his suit jacket and putting his, his eyeglasses away and it was so nice and it's so candid and it was so cool when he sees it he's gonna be like oh my gosh she got that while I was doing that I was just putting my glasses up so always get those candid shots those in-between candid shots because those are usually the best next number eight experiment with post-processing you don't want to go crazy with this because you want your look to always be consistent you always want your look as far as different uh, clients that you have, especially if you're posting on your website or social media, you want things to look consistent and you always want your clients to 
know what to expect if they're working with you. So let me give you an example. When I did um, a photo shoot of the drum majors for my daughter's marching band, I kind of went outside the box with their shoot as far as how I did the post-processing, the editing on that, because I wanted their colors to just be bold and to stand out a little bit. I probably would never do that with a f regular family session that I have. So just because they were looking like these little superheroes in their new shirts, they look so nice and look so good. And that color, I just wanted to just stand out. So I made it look a little bit darker in the background and them look very bright. And it was really, really cool. So I did that because with young people, they just love the extraness, you know, compared to a family shoot where a mom wants it to be timeless and beautiful and yeah, pretty much timeless. Now the young people with this shoot, they loved it how I edited it, but it was definitely different and it was all the same and consistent within their gallery, but I would probably not do that across the board with all of my shoots. I hope that makes sense, <laughs> okay. So nine, we're almost done. Nine, stay inspired and open to new ideas. Now working with younger people, this is how I feel. It might be with your families as well, but working with the young people when I do senior photos or like the um, photo session I just told you about with the drum majors, we they were so open to new ideas. I'm like, hey, let me see one of those shots where you guys are jumping up in the air or doing this nice back bend backwards and things like that. They were like, yes, bet, let's do it. You know, they're so, they are very open to new ideas, but if you become open to new ideas first, most of the time they're not gonna, I always ask at the end of my photo shoot, are there any must have shots that we didn't get that you wanna go ahead and get before we wrap up? And usually people will be like, no, you know, but of course you ask that beforehand and you already did it. And like in their questionnaire, you ask the must have photos that they want and you've already done it. So thinking outside the box, again, asking them that question before you wrap up or giving them suggestions like, hey, how about that shot that you do this or do that and whatever. And some ways to get new ideas, which is actually um, what I like to do when I just wanna not copy anybody. Of course, we don't wanna copy, but just to get a little bit of inspiration to become creative on a certain photo shoot that you're doing is to look at various sources like artwork, fashion, movies, other photographers work, of course, not to copy, but just to see. I will even go to Pinterest, Google, Instagram to get ideas to, of course, again, not copy, but to just open my mind to possibilities and things that I can do, put my own spin on it. So I hope that helps. I like to um, talk to other photographers if I can, even on um, Instagram and ask them like, hey, how did you do this? Or usually a lot of photographers are very open to um, tell them the tricks. I just asked a photographer the other day because they actually built this backdrop that was really, really cool that I want to try with Media Day with the basketball team that I'm going to be shooting soon. And it was really cool. This really cool background where he had this Myler foil like staple to this foam board and I tried it and of course my staples are not staying in the foam board and I asked him like how did you get those staples to stay mine aren't and he's like oh it's a little technique to do when you kind of crunch the mylar together hurry up and staple it and kind of don't touch it again and it'll end up staying so I'm going to try that just to see but I'm having a hard time so I'm hoping that I can still get this look 
because he explained the whole look. So it's like he's helping other photographers to get the same look. So I don't want to call it copying, but it was, it was just really good and inspirational, something different that I want to try. So moving on. 10, trust your instincts and creativity. Remember that creativity is subjective. It's about what you like. Somebody else may not like it. Even the family or your client may not like it, but you like it. Always, if you're, I mean, you're hired for them. So, of course, you got to do what it is that they like. And even if they come up with an idea that you don't like, it doesn't matter. If they like it and they want to go for it, that's cool because, like I said, creativity is subjective. And what's good for one person may not be good for another, but always try new things because you might end up saying, okay, especially in post-editing, that's where I'm like, wow, that is dope. I like that. That is like fire, okay? Because one time the, um, even the um, marching band, well, the drum majors, they were like, oh, let, let's take a picture of us looking down, you know, with our maces and stuff. That's the, you know, the metal sticks that they have. Let's do a picture of us looking down. And I'm like, oh, but you know, kids, they really don't have double chins because I'm like looking down into a photo. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. But they looked really, really cool doing it. And of course, because they're young people, they don't have the thought of, oh, I may look like I have a double chin. No, they don't care. They really look cool. So that is, those are my 10 tips for how to think creatively and outside the box for your photo sessions. I'm going to go through them one more time. Just to recap, number one, get to know your clients. Number two, brainstorm unique locations number three incorporate props and accessories four embrace unconventional poses and composition five explore different perspectives and angles six play with lighting and shadows seven encourage spontaneity and playfulness eight experiment with your post processing editing nine stay inspired and open to new ideas ten trust your instincts and creativity. I hope this helps someone and I want to give a quick tip. I think I might have said this already from the course that I'm taking because I told you I'm going to share it with you all just so it can help you is while it's helping me and we're trying it out. Everything is trial and error anyway. So if you're if you have an Instagram account or even Facebook because Instagram and Facebook have stories. So stories only show up to your current followers remember this and posts when you post in your feed they predominantly occur in the feeds of only your followers but reels show up in the feed of everyone based on the algorithm or what you hashtagged or whatever the content is about so make more reels <laughs> okay make more reels to get more followers which will give you more clients make more reels and of course be consistent i know some weeks we're off we're thrown off a little bit. I know this week was a busy one for me. I had a lot going on and it was my birthday week. So I kind of stepped back a little bit. I had a lot of things going on, but try to try your best to stay consistent and be posting so people know that you're out here doing photography and they will have you be the first person in their mind when they think about a photographer. I am still praying and hoping that that is the case for me. And I think that it is because I do have a lot of inquiries 
that come through and I love it. So it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter how many people engage with your posts. As long as you're posting, especially if you have a business page, you can view those insights and you see people are actually seeing it. They may not say anything, but they are actually seeing your content and thinking of you first. So I want to share the scripture of Proverbs 17, 22. This is from the NIV version. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And I just want to say, be joyful in all the things you do. Always seek God first on all the things that you pursue. Anything in your journey, seek God first. I had, um, unfortunately, I didn't seek God with something that I was going to do. And I was thinking like, huh, Kim, you don't feel like doing this you don't like doing this why did you do it Kim did you seek God first did you ask him like hey should I be doing this and has and to me it was so minor like I'll I'll be honest with you all I had started um well said I was going to start my newsletter my monthly newsletter and the day that I was supposed to post it and do it again for October I missed my my deadline and I'm like well how come I'm not encouraged about this how come I don't want to do it I don't feel like doing a newsletter although I know I should because I know that I've grown my email list and I should be posting it but I'm like did I see God about this first it's so minor I didn't feel like I I don't even think I I didn't even think about it to say I didn't have to because it was so small Mm -mm, I just didn't do it I just in one of my uh, courses it was told to us that this is something we should be doing and I'm like oh let me get on it because this is something I should be doing but I didn't seek God first I didn't have any type of um material not even material but any type of course or like yes this is what you should be doing so for me that just made me so unhappy like oh my gosh what am I doing but you know the good thing about it is when you are a business owner you can make the rules do I want to do a newsletter I really don't right now so I'm not going to do that it's not giving me joy and I don't want to have a crushed spirit don't want it to dry up my bones not at all so I'm going to do things that bring me joy. And if I go ahead and pursue, I, I know it's going to be getting to that time that I need to go ahead and hire an assistant to do these other little things that I don't like doing. Um, I have yet to hire an assistant, but I know that it's coming to, to that because these are little things that I don't enjoy. And I am one to outsource the little things that I can easily do, like my groceries and um, other little things like that. But in my business, I know it's time for me to outsource these things because, uh, yeah, I'm not filling this newsletter at all. And I put out the first one and it was great. And now I'm like, OK, I really don't have the time. That's really it. And it's not bringing me joy. So I'll, I'll keep you guys all posted on that. So everyone have a great week. I will catch up with you on next week. And if you can, please write a review and rate this podcast. If you don't mind, it brings me a whole lot of joy. I'm going to continue to post your reviews when I post my podcast when it comes out because I just read a few extra reviews that are new and I'm so happy and inspired by the words that you say. It just brings me so much joy. So thank you so much and have a blessed, blessed week. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Wipe Your Lens. I hope you found it insightful and inspiring. Remember, as a working mom with a passion for photography, you have the power to capture incredible moments and build a purposeful business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay tuned on future episodes filled with even more valuable content. If you enjoyed this episode, I truly appreciate it if you could leave 
a review and share the podcast with other moms who aspire to turn their love for photography into a rewarding career. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams, wiping your lens, and capturing the world through your unique perspective. You got this, sis.